healthy and happy. A program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on your education and your wellness station, NCUFM. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy and this week we have so much in store for you. You can't afford to miss what's coming up shortly. Please stay with us. It is a wonderful day to be alive. Yes, it is. I have some wonderful folk in studio with me. Or friend, Dr. Ishtar Govaya, who serves as the senior researcher and NGO for the Stride Dementia Project, which is currently underway with seven developing countries. We have also in studio with us, Joost Martins. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. <laughs> I did. He serves as regional director for the America's regional office, El Salvador and Central America. And we also have the lovely Laura Dabas. She is the membership manager and membership development program lead, of course, at the Alzheimer's Disease International. Both uh, Joost and Laura are members of the Alzheimer's Disease International. Good evening, team. Welcome. How are you doing? We are well. Very well. Thank Very you for well. having Thank us. You. Thanks yes. for having us. You guys look like you're enjoying Jamaica. I'm loving it. <laughs> you're loving it. Very much so. Yeah. Wonderful. You have been in Jamaica since, I believe, was it the 4th or 5th of November? The 4th of November. And how has your experience been? Well, uh, we've been very busy with meetings, mm. uh, but, but it's been very fruitful. Uh, um, we have had uh, some uh, knowledge of the, the Jamaica cuisine. So, Wonderful. Uh, so have, sense, yeah. have you tasted any Aki and Sawfish? They allow you to taste Not it? yet. Oh. Not yet. <laughs> no, Dr. Govaya, you need to I know, I'm that. slacking. I'm <laughs> slacking. Laura, how has your experience been so it's far? It's absolutely lovely to be here and uh, to meet all our Caribbean members. Mm -hmm. I mean, throughout the year, we obviously exchange via email and mm -hmm. Zoom calls, telecom conference but there's nothing like just being in the country with the people and exchanging Human direction. And, and just seeing all the amazing work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. What accent am I hearing? Are you British? I am. I'm wonderful. half French, half English. Okay, <laughs> so wonderful. You're hearing a British accent. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And Joost, you are? I'm from the Netherlands originally. The, that yes. means you're a Dutchman. I'm a Dutchman, yes. <laughs> not, not a flying one. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. And Dr. Govea, you are Fully Caribbean, should right, I say that? I was yeah. going to say Jam Trinidadian, but <laughs> yeah. um, but you're Caribbean. Uh, for those of you listening in, we're going to be focusing on the Stride Dementia Project. It's a research to strengthen responses to dementia in seven developing countries, of mm -hmm. which Jamaica is a part. Yay, Jamaica <laughs> is, you know. <laughs> it's actually managed by the London School of Economics. And the Alzheimer's Disease International hosted its 2019 regional meeting of Caribbean and Alzheimer's associations at the UWI Mona. And this was between November 5 and 7 earlier this month. It was the very first of its kind held in Jamaica, right here in Jamaica. And it included Alzheimer's associations from Barbados, the British Virgin Islands, Bonaire, El Salvador, Grenada, Jamaica, St. Kitts and Nevis and Suriname. So we are delighted to be focusing on this project this afternoon. Let's talk a little bit about the ADI. What exactly is the Alzheimer's Disease International? Let's start with you, Joost. Alzheimer's Disease International is the, the global federation mm -hmm. of national Alzheimer's associations. Uh, the national Alzheimer's associations in general are associations that are um, uh, joining together family members of people with mm -hmm. Alzheimer's or dementia. 
And uh, we right now, as I mentioned, we have a, a membership of 100 associations in a, in a similar number of countries wow. around the world. Oh, wonderful. And 17 associations on our membership development program who mm -hmm. will then become official members of ADI as How well. How do they become official members of ADI? So they have to be the National Alzheimer's Association in their country. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes these associations are set up by an individual who just doesn't know where to start and needs the kind of support to, to really get going. Mm -hmm. uh, so we also help with that. Okay, wonderful, Laura. You've been to many association meetings around the world, both of you. It's was very busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine traveling and all, you know. Was there anything in particular that stood out for you at the Caribbean Alzheimer's Association's regional meetings? I mean, in terms of of perhaps, let's say, stride, dementia. <laughs> yes, we actually had the first ever stride orientation day. Um, I think mm -hmm. our members didn't really know what stride was about up until now uh, in the region. So it was a really interesting day for them to, to really understand what the project is about and mm -hmm. see what tangible impacts it will have in the future and how they can get involved. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, along with uh, Dr. Gavaya here, um, so the motivation and the enthusiasm that we felt in the room that particular day was uh, quite impressive. And I'm really looking forward uh, and very excited to see what comes out of it. Joost, what did you take away from the series of meetings? Well, um, indeed, the Stride Orientation Day, the first day, was very important because mm -hmm. Stride is a four-year program mm -hmm. uh, covering seven countries uh, around the world. Of course, there are many countries who are uh, closely in the geographical proximity of one of those seven countries mm. right. but are not involved. Right. So mm. the fact that we could have this orientation day in which the countries from the Caribbean could uh, could hear from, from Jamaica, from Stride Jamaica, mm. what was going on, what are they working on and, and how there can be possibly a, a kind of spillover effect to, mm -hmm. to let them benefit as well from this uh, experience in the Caribbean was, was very important. When was the Alzheimer's Disease International founded? Yeah. 1984. 1984, yes. so that's just about, let me see, I can't do math well, but it should be <laughs> 35, somewhere there, mm -hmm. 35 years ago. What's the primary objective, really? Yes, yeah, so that the main aims and objectives of uh, ADI are to obviously raise global awareness about mm -hmm. dementia. Um, and this, uh, I think the, the highlight of the, the year is usually September for World Alzheimer's Month. Mm -hmm. But it's also to build and strengthen our member associations so that they can better meet the needs of people living with dementia and their carers, but also advocate for those people on a, on a global, you right. know, international level and stimulate research, as you can see with Stride, um, mm -hmm. especially in lower middle income countries. Um, and I think the one of the biggest things that we do each year is uh, launch the World Alzheimer Report. Mm -hmm. uh, this year it was on attitudes towards dementia. Okay. And we actually conducted a survey commissioned by um, London School of Economics also. And we had 70,000 respondents throughout the world uh, from about 155 countries. Mm -hmm. And the findings were quite, I would say, shocking, to be mm -hmm. honest. Um, shocking, huh? Two out of three people uh, think dementia is still part of normal ageing, which obviously we know it's it's not. 62% mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> of the healthcare professionals mm -hmm. also think that yes. dementia is part of normal ageing. Mm -hmm. wow. So, and those are the people that have mm -hmm. to have to 
diagnose and have to treat mm-hmm. uh, people with dementia. There's a huge job to be done for the public health sector. Right. Yeah. And, and also 78% uh, are concerned about developing dementia at some point in their lifetime. So it's obviously a big concern for everyone as well. Right. One of the things that we spoke about the last time Dr. Govaya was here was some of the myths and misconceptions of dementia. I learned that I could develop dementia from as early as my 30s. It's Absolutely. not necessarily related to aging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, let's look at that a little bit more, Doc, because so many persons think dementia is hereditary. Is that the case? There is definitely a genetic aspect to dementia, to any type of dementia, as there are to most diseases. And as we know, dementias relate to diseases of the brain, where the structure of the brain is changing. What is actually happening is that the brain is shrinking Mm. because the connections, the the chemical messengers Mm. that need to get from one part of the brain to the other aren't actually getting they're being blocked by something. It could be plaques. Mm -hmm. It could be some other type of blockage that is happening in the brain. Mm -hmm. And so there are aspects that are genetic because sometimes persons may have a gene that is leading them to have a greater likelihood of developing Developing a particular type of dementia. Frontotemporal dementia, for example, which affects especially the parts of the brain related to planning Mm -hmm. and to thinking about things in advance and to figuring out how to do socially appropriate things, behaviors. Mm -hmm. That is a type of dementia that has very much a heavy genetic component. Mm. And there are dementias that are related to Down syndrome, for example, that also have a heavy genetic component, as we know. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there are other types of dementias that persons develop, like vascular dementia, which we spoke about in the last program, Mm -hmm. where it's because your circulatory system or your blood system Mm -hmm. is having more difficulty Um, flowing through Mm -hmm. your system. So that can happen because of things like a stroke, a heart attack, etc. And those, that type of of dementia will, as you can imagine, progress over time Mm -hmm. because a blockage doesn't, in most cases, doesn't suddenly happen Mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. It's because you've been um, really negatively impacting your, your body, your circulatory system, your mm-hmm. blood system, either by a lack of physical activity, by eating too much fatty foods, mm-hmm. high sugary diets, etc. So those are types of dementias that are progressive over time. Just your question, how does the ADI go about advocating for policies on dementia with the World mm-hmm. Health Organization? Well, for ADI, it is very important that there are public bodies like the Pan American Health Organization and the World Health Organization that Mm -hmm. take on uh, the fight against dementia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're doing that because ADI and others have been been lobbying, have been advocating for many years Mm -hmm. to do so. And it's interesting to see that the region of the Americas Mm -hmm. was the first region in the world that in 2015, Mm -hmm. uh, through PAHO, the Pan American Health Organization, had a regional uh, action plan against dementia. So so in that sense, uh, the the region has has something to, to show. 
because that's it was organi- that's our region, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that's interesting, and and we're as, as ADI we work closely together with Pajo mm-hmm. to make sure that um, the, the regional policy, the regional plan, gets mm-hmm. translated at the national level right. in, in in national policy uh, policy lines, and uh, and. Now, it helped a lot, of course, that in 2017, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. all the member states of the WHO in Geneva uh, adopted a global action plan mm-hmm. against dementia, mm-hmm. of the public health response to dementia. Mm-hmm. And that global plan calls for national development plan, national mm-hmm. dementia plans to be developed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we have now a um, uh, strong indication uh, mm-hmm. towards what can be done at the national level, what, what, what is needed at the national level, mm-hmm. agreed for by all countries. But of course, uh, the one thing is sitting in Geneva as, uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> signing a document. The other mm-hmm. thing is going back to the reality on the ground right. of your country. Mm-hmm. So as ADI, we are supporting our member organizations in, in, in most of the countries around the world yes. to lobby their governments mm-hmm. to, to design and develop a, a dementia action plan. So one of those associations, member associations, is the Caribbean associations of which Jamaica is a part. And in Jamaica, we are currently a part of the Stride Dementia Project. Dr. Ishtar Govaya is the lead researcher in that area. Doc, just remind our listeners, for those who may just be tuning in or weren't tuned into the first series of Mm -hmm. interviews, what's STRIDE Dementia all about? STRIDE stands for Strengthening Responses to Dementia in Developing Countries, and it's a dementia care improvement project. Mm -hmm. And it's focused on improving dementia care in these seven middle-income countries, Brazil, Mm -hmm. India, Indonesia, Kenya, Mexico, Jamaica, South Africa, Mm -hmm. in both what we refer to as a supply and a demand way. Mm. So the demand side is that often if people either don't know that dementia exists or don't know that there is something known as dementia or there are negative attitudes Mm -hmm. about persons who are living with dementia, then that blocks them from getting dementia care Mm -hmm. or they get inadequate dementia care or they get um, really unequal dementia care. Mm -hmm. So from the demand side, we're really interested in stride Mm -hmm. in how can we help to change the stigma around dementia? How can we help with public education? And then from the supply side, we're also interested in who is providing dementia care. Mm-hmm. What are the needs for dementia care in each of these countries? Are there adequate health professionals, geriatricians, medical mm-hmm. doctors? Are there tools for screening? Are there tools for diagnosis, in, especially in the public health system? Yes. Um, are there social care provisions in terms of the resources that are in place for not just persons living with dementia, but their carers mm-hmm. so that they do not have to have to bear any excessive type of cost burden. Medications are expensive. Mm -hmm. Adult diapers are expensive. All of these things like care. Mm -hmm. If you need to get a care assistant in the home, that can be expensive as well. 
So from the demand side, and as Mr. Martins was mentioning just now, the other thing from the demand side is how can the countries really push mm -hmm. to get their governments to have a dementia policy? Mm -hmm. Because without a dementia policy, the governments can get away with not having a budgeted line item for dementia. Even if they say it can fit into non-communicable diseases or um, aging, if we, even if we have dementia mentioned in those plans or policies, which in most cases in Jamaica we do not, mm -hmm. even if they have dementia mentioned there, that does not guarantee that dementia has a budget from right. the government each year. So what's the local approach? What's our approach to push our government? Well, Stride is actively lobbying with the help of Alzheimer's Disease International to provide the government with information on the numbers. Mm -hmm. And we're actually doing data collection as well, both data collection that involves stories, qualitative mm -hmm. data collection, hearing from carers, what are these costs on a typical month, how much do you spend in medication, etc.? How much time do you lose from work mm -hmm. if you are caring for a loved one living with dementia? And we're also providing the numbers. Mm -hmm. How many people do we know are living with dementia? What is the cost in terms of the cost that the healthcare system is bearing, that the social care system is bearing? Mm -hmm. And we're providing, doing the research to provide those data. Wonderful. If you're just tuning in, you are tuned to the program Healthy and Happy, sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference and aired right here on your education and wellness station, NCUFM 91.1, 3 and 5. We're having a conversation with the Regional Director of the Americas Regional Offices, El Salvador for Alzheimer's Disease International, Mr. Joost Martins, and Laura Dabas, who is also the Membership Manager and Membership Development Program Lead. We are having a chit-chat, too, with our, our friend. Dr. Ishtar Govaya. She is the senior researcher and NGO for the Stride Dementia Project, and that's what we're focusing on this afternoon. We're looking at research, especially in the area of dementia. Now, Doc, you were saying that there are seven developing countries mm -hmm. that are part of this research. Did you guys just pick countries out of the hat or, mm. uh, you know, were they strategically chosen to be a part of this? These research? countries were strategically chosen. The Stride leadership team, mm -hmm. who is under the direction of Professor Martin Knapp and Mrs. Adelina Comas Herrera at London School of Economics, mm -hmm. they were thinking very strategically in partnership with ADI, yeah. who has been a partner from the inception of the project, mm -hmm. of which regions, how can we get representation from each of the regions around the world? And once those regions were identified, then they worked with ADI to identify countries that had strong member associations mm -hmm. or with which or in which they wanted to help develop strong member associations mm -hmm. and in which they had strong partnerships, academic partnerships. So it's really a very thoughtful process. Where can we have the most value for the investment? Right. So if we invest in these seven countries, mm -hmm. how can they, as Mr. Martins was mentioning earlier, serve as a node mm -hmm. to help the other countries in that region yes. to strengthen their own research mm -hmm. and their own research to impact, to policy impact? Mm -hmm carefully and calculatedly thought yes. out. The ADI, that's the Alzheimer's Dementia International, it's a project partner on the Stride Dementia Project. What is the nature of the partnership 
ADI's involvement in STRIDE is to help the member associations and to strengthen member associations exactly. where they need strengthening so that they can do the mm -hmm. advocacy the work, mm -hmm. the policy-related work, and they can help the research partners at the mm -hmm. academic institutions to get the entree. So sometimes academics and we know civil societies tend to operate in two completely different spheres. Right. And so ADI's role is to ensure that the academics is not staying in the you know ivory tower yes. or and that the the word uh, from persons living with dementia, that mm -hmm. persons living with dementia are actually involved in the research, that they have mm -hmm. a say in the research, mm -hmm. that they are participating in the research and their needs are known right. so that that information is also getting to the government and other key stakeholders. Wonderful. Stride, uh, the Stride project started in 2018, correct? Correct. That's and how correct. long will it go for? It goes until 2021. Mm -hmm. And so... During the life of the funding mm -hmm. period, which is until 2021, every stride country is responsible for meeting specific deliverables okay. to which it is accountable to not just an international advisory group, which mm -hmm. is global, right. it is constituted of membership from around the world, mm -hmm. but also to a national advisory group. And in Jamaica, we are proud to have a 20-plus member national mm -hmm. advisory group where we have representation from Ministry of Labor and Social Security, Ministry mm -hmm. of Health and Wellness, Southeast Regional Health Authority, Caribbean Community of Retired Persons, International Development Bank, National Health Fund, and the list goes on. Mm -hmm. So each country has to report to that national advisory group, which in turn reports to the international advisory group, mm -hmm. um, because by the end of the project, there are certain key deliverables. And mm -hmm. one of those is that there is solid action. Right which is is informed by the data that, that Stride is meant to exactly to mm -hmm. generate towards the national policy in mm -hmm. each of those countries. Because again, each country bears an enormous responsibility mm -hmm. to stand as the beacon of how to get data to yes. help inform that development of policy. There are many persons who are listening who may be interested in participating in the Stride Dementia Project research. Is the research open to participants? I mean, can I be a part of it? I know nothing. Yes, mm -hmm. most definitely. The beauty of Stride is that it runs the gamut of what people think about as research. Mm -hmm. So it involves work with questionnaire data collection. It involves oh, that would be the work. department I'd work in because I, <laughs> I know nothing about, <laughs> about dementia. About, it will also involve work with stories, hearing people's stories, and mm -hmm. it involves work doing things like this. You are actually participating in Stride already, Adis, because Wonderful. you are helping us to get Create the word out. And mm -hmm. that is that is a key aspect of Stride. Mm -hmm. So if persons are interested, we encourage them Look mm -hmm. at the Stride website, stride-dementia.org, and we also encourage them to go to the ADI website, mm -hmm. als... als.co.uk. Right. Mm -hmm. And to also follow us on social media, mm -hmm. at Stride Jamaica on Twitter and Instagram, and they can email us, stridejamaica at gmail.com. Wow, technology has made our work so much easier. <laughs> I'm, I'm so delighted for the information. We're going to repeat that close to the end of the program. Let's touch the financial aspect of dementia. It can be very costly <coughs> to care for individuals with dementia. What do you say to persons who are listening 
to this interview, just who may have loved ones living with dementia, but they don't have the financial means to offer the proper care. Well, in general terms, it is recognized that uh, last year, uh, dementia in, in global terms became a one trillion US dollar disease. Mm-hmm. So in terms of medical attention, mm-hmm. in terms of care, in terms of all the different aspects related to disease, mm-hmm. um, with the, the, um, the 50 plus million people in the world that suffer from dementia mm-hmm. in 2018, this is a, a $1 trillion disease expected to rise to $2 trillion in 2030. In my, my head, my head, mm-hmm. Joost, my head. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers are staggering. Yeah, um, we are saying that every three seconds, someone in the world develops dementia. Mm-hmm. So uh, the global numbers are to rise from 50 million in 2018 to 80 million in 2030 to 152 million mm-hmm. in 2050. Mm-hmm. So it is not not a small thing. It, right. it, it, it's really, care, yes. it is something something very important. Of course, how to translate that to the individual level, right. to the family mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we talked about the burdens on the family, mm-hmm. uh, the economic burdens, the social burdens. So in that sense, um, it is important that the, we search for individual solutions Mm-hmm. because uh, it's not one size fits all. Right. Uh, every case of dementia is, is different. Mm-hmm. Every every family situation is different. But the fact that we need to look for a combination of, of public investment, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if there are daycare centers, uh, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden a person with dementia living at home mm-hmm. can be in a daycare center during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. caregiver can go about uh, his or her thing uh, and, and perhaps perhaps work for, for half a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, in that sense, it's difficult to quantify at an individual level the cost, but uh, it is very impactful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Laura, why did you decide to, to be a part of ADI? I mean, mm-hmm. was there a personal reason that fueled your motive? Yeah, I think we're all affected by dementia in some way. Um, Obviously, for me, it was personal reasons Mm -hmm. uh, within my family and Mm -hmm. my friends. So I was working in the corporate sector before and I didn't find any meaning in what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking for for something that was meaningful and that I could wake up every day and Mm -hmm. feel like I'm working with people, incredible people. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is what I found with ADI, just working with our members who are often volunteers and, and, you know, giving a lot of their time to to the cause. And Mm. it just means so much to me. And I'm just really, really grateful that I'm involved with ADI and all Mm. the members around the world. And hopefully it does give me a lot of hope seeing Mm. what's happening around the world. And and hopefully we can all work together. As we were mentioning earlier, it's everyone's business. Mm -hmm. uh, And everyone really needs to get involved and help Mm. us make the lives uh, of these people uh, better. I don't think there's a better note that we could have ended <laughs> uh, this, this episode of Healthy and Happy on Laura Dabas. Thank you so very much for joining us. Laura serves as the Membership Manager and Membership Development Program Lead at the Alzheimer's Disease International and also Mr. Yost Martins, Regional Director of the America's Regional Office El Salvador, uh, Central America, also from the Alzheimer's Disease International. Of course, Dr. Ishtar Govaya, our friend, the senior researcher and NGO for the Stride Dementia 
project. We are so delighted that you could have uh, joined us this evening on Healthy and Happy. And we pray that you will continue to make your mark as you continue your lobbying and research, you know, in your respective areas. Join us next week, same time, same place, for another informative episode of Healthy and Happy. We want to thank our entire production team, our in-studio engineer, Mr. Errol Vaz. Thank you so much for your dedication and time. Join us next week as we bring you another wonderful episode of this program, Healthy and Happy. I'm Adis Jonas Murphy. There's a voice that cries out in the silence Searching for a heart that will love him Longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And there's a God that walks over the earth He's searching for a heart that is desperate And longing for a child that will give him their all Give it all, he wants it all And he says, love me, love me with your whole heart He wants it all today He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all today. He wants it all. There's a God that walks over the earth. He's searching for a heart that is desperate, longing for a child that will give him their all. Give it all. He wants it all. And he says, Love me. Love me with your whole heart He wants it all today Serve me Serve me with your life now He wants it all today Bow down Let go of your idols He wants it all today He wants it all today He wants it all today